0: Coming up on Let's Get to the Points. So
1: recently we heard MGM and the Hyatt partnership had ended and a lot of people were worried because this was a lot of people's pathway
2: to getting the elite knights for globalists. Well, I have MGM gold right now. I'm hoping that they'll status match me to Marriott Platinum. What do you think?
3: I think that's wishful thinking, Serena. <laughs> I'm thinking about what a mess it's gonna be to get upgrades, but I don't
4: remember ever going to any Hyatt program where I felt like my benefits were diluted. And later.
0: I'm at the Park Hyatt in Bangkok and I've got this impressive suite that we're in right now. I wanna take you guys on a room tour. Is that okay?
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Come on in, take a look.
2: You've mentioned in the previous episode that this is your favorite Hyatt. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And the breakfast that you can have here it's probably one of the best breakfasts I've ever had. Now, let's get to the points.
3: From passion for points, it's Serena.
0: From points to travel expert, it's Keho Lani. From travel sergeant, it's Miguel. From Nicole's travel tips, it's
4: Nicole. And from seat to a suite, it's Mitch Shannon.
0: Hi there and thanks for joining us on Let's Get to the Points Audio and Video podcast where we bring you the very best in tips and tricks in the world of miles, points, and travel. I'm Mitch Shannon with the best Instagram and social media content creators in everything points, miles, and travel. First up from Passion for Points, it's Serena. Hi. From Points to Travel expert, it's Kay Halani.
3: Aloha mai kakou.
0: From the Travel Sergeant, it's Miguel. What's up? And from Nicole's travel tips, it's Nicole. Hi, everyone. Before we start, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and wherever you watch or listen. The video and audio versions are also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Let's Get to the Points. Also, we love connecting with you and chatting as well. So drop us a DM on any one of our social media channels. Let's do it, guys. Let's get to the points. We hope that summer travel has been very kind to you. If you're out on an adventure, let us know. Tag us. We'd love to see your trips and what you're getting into. Also, let us know what points and miles that you've been using as well. I'm currently here at the Park Hyatt Bangkok and so happy to be back at this property for our summer travel trip to Thailand. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later. But for now, a lot has happened in the world of points and miles. And big news dropped recently about MGM Hyatt and Marriott. Miguel, what has happened?
1: Yeah, so recently we heard how... MGM and the Hyatt partnership had ended, and a lot of people were worried because this is this was a lot of people's pathway to getting the elite nights for globalists, whether they found a cheap rate at some casinos in Vegas and credited those to their Hyatt account for Globalist. That was going to be no longer possible after 30 September. And not long after those news broke, we found out that MGM now had made a partnership, a 20-year partnership with Marriott. So now we don't have a lot of information yet on how the benefits of both loyalty programs are going to be reciprocated, but we do know that there's going to be some type of benefits that are going to cross over. And so we're just waiting to see how that's going to turn out. So with all that happening, what do you guys think? Are you going to switch over to Marriott as well? <laughs>
2: Well, I have MGM Gold right now. I'm hoping that they'll status match me to Marriott Platinum. What do you think?
4: I think that's wishful thinking, Serena. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I
1: did stay at the cosmopolitan Hilton in Vegas when they had a partnership with Marriott before. And other than having a separate line to check in, there wasn't a lot of benefits that they offered back then. So, you know, hopefully it gets better now. So before you needed um, to match Hyatt Explorist at least to get MGM Gold, And MGM Gold is the minimum that you need to get the resort fees waived, which was a big deal because it's about $50 a night. The rest of the tiers for MGM M-Life is Sapphire Pearl, Gold, then Platinum, then Noir, which is by invitation only. Now, we used to be able to status match Hyatt Explorers to MGM Gold and get the resort fees away, which is a big deal because in Vegas, they go for 45, $50 a night. So it's yet to be seen what status match opportunities there's gonna be between MGM M-Life and Marriott. Now we're hoping that the people that were able to match up to MGM Gold before this went away from Hyatt to MGM, if the MGM Life is now gonna translate into something with Marriott, so that's to be seen.
0: Okay guys, so it looks like like that the Marriott CEO and NGM CEO, they were together on Fox Business News and they were talking. And a couple of the things that they were talking about is a 20-year partnership, 182 million Bonvoy members, isn't that crazy? And MGM adds 40,000 rooms to their partnership, but they haven't mentioned the tier match yet. That's pretty big stuff. It sounds like this might've been in the works for a while, to be quite honest.
4: Yeah, To Engage in something with a 20-year commitment. It's a major deal. So these talks must have been going on for a while. Like how many marriages don't last 20 years, much less business partnerships?
2: Miguel, as a Marriott fan, what are your thoughts about possibly having cheap Excalibur nights and maybe using those nights to attain Marriott status year after year. How do you feel about that? Is that exciting to you?
1: Not as exciting as it was, I guess, for Hyatt, right? Because I don't think the Marriott status is as valuable as the highest status and now platinum status with Marriott is where you start getting like the free breakfast and things like that, but you can get that with just having one credit card, the Amex Bondway Brilliant, so not as a big of a deal. I guess if you're trying to go for titanium, but there's not much more added benefits. I think the one of the biggest things you can get um, by having Marriott titanium is that you can automatically get United Mileage Plus Silver, which is really the lowest level of United, but I mean, at least it gets you free check bags. Wow, nobody cares about this, huh?
2: Yeah, is anyone else excited about this MGM-Marriott partnership? Mr. Marriott yeah. Lifetime, are you excited about this?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not excited about this at all. I mean, it's just really depressing to be quite honest. That's how I feel about this whole thing. I mean, I've just kind of given up on Marriott, so this was just really sad news when I saw it all, and I'm like, wow. One of the great things about the Hyatt MGM partnership was the waived resort fees. That's where, you know, even if you weren't a high loyalist, I mean, even if you enjoyed going to Las Vegas, all parts of that was great because you could stay at any of those MGM resorts and get those resort fees waived. And that was a great benefit of actually, you know, being a part of that partnership. But now, you know, it remains to be seen if this is even going to happen with Marriott. And to be quite frank, you know, the history that we've seen with the merger With Marriott, since SPG, I don't have high hopes.
1: Yeah, I doubt it, because Marriott doesn't even waive resort fees for their own members on awards days.
3: That's a good point.
0: Good point.
4: Great point.
3: I'm thinking about what a mess it's going to be to get upgrades. Like Since the Marriott Bevy card came out last year, we thought we didn't want to get Platinum status anymore, that we need Titanium in order to get those upgrades. Before, Platinum kind of was enough to get by on. But now if they do any kind of status matching and people are doing mattress runs and things, that's going to diminish the program and not be as good for those high tier members. I mean, you're going to need to be an ambassador to just get a sweet upgrade.
1: So it's on its way to becoming like Hilton where, you know, you get not the top tier status like you do with Hilton, but a status where you can get sweet upgrades, which is platinum, but it, you can get it now with a credit card. So yeah, it, it dilutes the program.
3: Right. Any kind of program where you can get this high tier status by just paying like a couple hundred dollars a year. I mean, that's a deal, you know, compared to what other people have to go through to get status. I really think it's not fair, but (laughs) it's a good benefit of the card.
4: Yeah. And I think the Marriott program is different from the Hyatt program. A lot of people were able to go to MGM in Las Vegas and status match and also get elite nights. But I don't remember ever going to any Hyatt program where I felt like my benefits were diluted. I felt like I got a reasonable amount of upgrades. I never really had to compete with much people, even within the U.S., so, I think with Marriott's larger base, yes, it's going to be a problem for the upgrades and being able to receive these benefits as an exclusive member.
1: You mean those other 180 million members?
4: <laughs> right, right. Yeah. All of those
1: I saw on Reddit in some properties in Asia where they, I guess, put a poster up by the check in counter and say how many people are checking in that day and their status. Because I guess a lot of people ask, Hey, can I get an upgrade? and they're kind of letting you know, Hey, everybody's an elite, you're not the only one. These are all the elites checking in today so many gold, so many platinum, so many titanium. That way they don't even have to bother asking.
3: I guess I saw that too. That was last year. <laughs> yeah, like that sign
4: just screams laziness to me. Just welcome me and say, I'm sorry, unfortunately, we're all booked out. That
2: That's like the, the human touch that makes the difference. Kehalani, okay, did you say this was ex- an exciting
3: partnership for you? I think it's exciting because if we are close to platinum next year, then we can hit titanium. But on the larger scale, it's not good for members that are high tier and other people can become a high tier going the easy path.
4: No, no, you're right. But look how many people were able to, um, with the built challenge, right? For higher globalists. I mean, we're yet to see this year but I don't think we're going to come to a place where if you don't feel like there were a lot of explorers or they're going to put out how many globalists they are, I think we still have a great chance of getting an upgrade and using the benefits with Hyatt compared to with Marriott. I mean, the program's not even merged yet and people are having problems getting these benefits. Can you imagine now when it's merged?
0: So if we go back on the history of Marriott and SPG, when that merger came, together. There was already talk then about, oh, there's going to be too many elites. There's going to be too many this, too many that. As we look forward in history, the merger happened, and we're kind of to that point. Marriott really has devalued any type of points program, and they've become this huge, massive hotel chain with the SPG and the Marriott brand. So now that they're going to have this partnership with MGM, it's going to be just that much bigger. So is there any real point of having these benefits and these elite tier statuses with Marriott anymore if they do some type of partnership with MGM, because it's going to put that many more people into the bucket with elite benefits. Does that change the program at all with this new announcement?
3: Yeah, it diminishes it because you're adding, what was it, 44,000 rooms to the program. But how many people within that whatever billion, Miguel, you mentioned, are actually going to be utilizing that 44,000 rooms and likes to go to Las Vegas? And how many of these people are going to be obtaining status, filling the market with all the other hotels with people with more status? like? That Reddit article you mentioned, Miguel, I think there was like 70-something platinums and like 40-something titaniums wanting to get upgrades.
1: But overall, I think the the bigger the program gets, the less consumer friendly it's going to be. It kind of goes hand in hand, I think, with like Delta and how many members they've added to their loyalty program. What they've done is they've said, we can now give free Wi-Fi to everybody. You just need to be a SkyMiles member. So you sign up for free, you get free internet. So they've been able to add a lot of members, but does that mean they're all using all the benefits? And then now that they have all these members, they focus more on their service instead of their miles redemption, which is why their miles suck.
4: Yeah. I'm not so excited about this partnership with MGM and Marriott. I'd like to talk about something else that brings us joy, you know, like Hyatt, Park Hyatt. Mitch, tell us about your stay.
0: Yeah. If that was my middle name, Park Hyatt would definitely be that because that's exactly where I am right now. I'm at the Park Hyatt in Bangkok and I've got this impressive suite that we're in right now. And this is our third stay that we've been here before. And we absolutely love this property, it's gorgeous. I wanna take you guys on a room tour, is that okay?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we used our points to book it, and this was before the recent devaluation with Hyatt, where they changed the category of this hotel. It is now a Category 6, where it's 25000 but we only paid 20,000 points per night for this, and we used one of our suite upgrade certificates. So come on in, take a look. So we come through the front door. We've got our big living room here. We've got our big couch, and then we got this incredible view of bangkok that we can see from our room all the buildings and everything it's just absolutely gorgeous so go on in we've got our bedroom and you know another big window in there that we can look out and see the city Got this big closet and then the bathroom, it is massive, you guys. It's got this big tub, the shower, and it's got a double sink vanity and my favorite products of all time. It's got the La in there as well. So it's just an incredible room. I love this property. The location of it is perfect. And the pool, the infinity pool that they have with the edge, it's just great. I'm going to go down there and have a coconut drink.
2: So Mitch, I think you've mentioned in the previous episode that this is your favorite Hyatt in the portfolio. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it's my favorite for a couple of reasons. Number one, the service here is incredible, they anticipate your needs and the breakfast that you can have here is probably one of the best breakfasts i've ever had they've got a full menu of items that you can order from made fresh and then they also have like a little smaller limited buffet but the items that are on that buffet are truly top tier incredible we had a discussion with the executive chef here he's very proud and works very hard to make sure that the food is absolutely delicious the afternoon tea that you can do here is incredible too and it's an experience all to itself but The rooms and the location, by far, are probably the best part about this property, the Park Hyatt Bangkok.
1: So, is it still worth it at twenty five thousand points?
0: You're right, Miguel. That's a good question. So, I'm we're looking to book this property next year, and I'm kind of on the fence about twenty five thousand points a night. The cash rates during COVID they were really low. They really went high again because there's a high demand for tourism in Bangkok and hotels right now. So, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence whether twenty five thousand is worth it or not they've got some other great properties here the Grand Hyatt Erawan. they've got the Regency as well so $25,000 that's a lot I don't know if I'm going to do it again or
4: not. The LaLabo products does not make it worth
2: $25,000?
0: <laughs> You'll have to ask forward about that I don't know that's a good question for him.
2: And I don't know if you mentioned it earlier but did you use a suite upgrade award for this?
0: Yeah so we used our suite upgrade award last time that we stayed here and I'll show the video of this they upgraded us to the exact executive suite and that one is huge it's got like a little mini fridge in the room it's got an extra bathroom the views are incredible from that and it's even got a tv in the bathroom that you can watch as well so last time they upgraded us even beyond what we already were at but unfortunately this time they have a really high occupancy so they weren't able to upgrade us beyond what we already bought
2: and what is the name of your suite right now
0: So the suite right now that we're in, it's the Park Deluxe. So they actually have two suite categories that you can use your upgrade certificate for. They have the regular, and then they have the deluxe. Those are both standard suites for the Park Hyatt Bangkok.
2: That suite looks great. I am definitely adding this property to my list. I especially want to try this amazing breakfast you keep talking about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If you come to Bangkok, you really got to look at the Park Hyatt or any one of the Hyatt brands here. Even, okay, I'll say it too, Marriott's got some really good properties here as well that you should also check out. All right. Thanks, everyone. It's time to move on to our weekly recap. All right. It's now time for our weekly recap. We share our tips and insider lessons with you from stuff that we've recently booked. So let's get started with Miguel. Now, recently on one of our episodes, you talked about your trip on BA, the best business first class that you had booked, but you have decided to change that. We want to know what you've changed and why
1: yeah so i'm actually leaving tomorrow and i ended up changing it to lufthansa first class now i've flown them before and i was excited to try something new but i know that i like lufthansa first class and it became available from mexico city to london with a layover in frankfurt and i just decided to book that instead because i know what to expect and I like it. So that's what I switched it to.
4: So I know Lufthansa has some of the best soft service and ground service Mm -hmm. there is to offer in the airline industry. Can you tell us a little bit about it?
1: Yeah. So my favorite part has always been the Lufthansa First Class Terminal in Frankfurt. Now, you only have access to that if you depart in Frankfurt or if you're connecting there. So if you fly First Class and arrive at Frankfurt, you don't have access to it. I've flown it twice before. I flew it back in 21 with my parents and we flew Frankfurt to Chicago. And then last year I flew with my uncle. We flew Frankfurt to Miami and this time we're flying into Frankfurt, but I added a connection from Frankfurt to London now. So that should give me access to the first class terminal as well. And I'll be there for like three hours and I wish it was longer because it really is amazing.
2: What do you like about the first class terminal relative to all the other terminals?
1: Well, I just like that it's it's completely separate from the airport. So if you get dropped off at the airport there, you don't even have to walk in to the actual airport. They're a standalone building next to the airport and they have their own security. own immigration I mean they have everything there even back when the pandemic was going on they had their own little testing center within the terminal so it's just awesome to just be there and it's super seclusive super private as soon as you get there you'll be assigned an assistant to take care of everything for you so when you enter the building they'll get your boarding pass your passport and all that and then they'll walk you through security and they'll come get you when your flight is ready to leave they'll drive you out in a Porsche or a van depending on how many people you're traveling with as far as the food they have a buffet but they also have a la carte dining so you can order you know whatever you want from their menu. They have a huge bar with all kinds of drinks on it. And then they have, you know, showers and then they have baths. And that's where the duck comes from. So you can take bubble baths if you want and they would give you a rubber duck. That became kind of like a signature thing that they do when people that fly them collect the little rubber ducks. So this will be my third rubber duck. And then for hotels, I ended up booking the Andas in London. So we'll be staying there for two nights. That was 25,000 points per night. You booked something in London, right, Nicole?
4: Yes, I'll be staying at the Andas later this year also. We had a day in between the time we arrived to the time our booking is at the Andas. And I needed to stay at the airport. So I was looking for the Hyatt Place London Heathrow Hotel. And I had two options. I could book it on cash, which was about $150. But I really wanted to be able to book it through points. But the date's weren't available. Lo and behold, I used a ways and within a few hours of setting up this notification, they were able to tell me that I had two rooms available for 5,000 points each. Now we're just staying there for the night, so I wasn't worried about how far it is from the city and I think this was much better to use 5,000 points than to spend $150 on this. Stay tuned for the review of this Hyatt place.
3: How about you, kehalani What are you up to this week? So I'm going to talk about two things that happened. The first is I missed my due date on one of my credit card payments, but something good came out of it last night. And I was meeting a minimum spend on a credit card. It was $3,500 and I would get 75,000 miles. And the name of the credit card is the City Advantage Platinum Select World Elite Mastercard. And so what happened was I made the payment late and I went ahead and called City. And I'm going to show you the phone number here if you're watching on YouTube and this is the number that i called i just went through the prompts and the voice recording, I didn't actually speak to an agent, and the recorded voice system told me that my late fee of $30 would be waived, and the interest that was charged because I made that payment late, the interest would be also refunded, which was $65.32. And so I'm really glad that got removed. And the second thing that happened was today, my points for a purchase through the Wyndham Shopping Portal finally posted. And I want to give a big shout out to my friend Michelle from Free Fram Travel who posted this awesome deal. So what it was was I shopped through the Wyndham shopping portal at Blue Apron and today I received a total of 66,000 Wyndham points. What I received was 22,500 points two times and 10,500 points two times and the amount that I paid for the food that I purchased was one was $57.95 the other was $60.95 $12.96 and $33.95. Now I paid a little bit more on two of the orders because I couldn't get a coupon code to work when I was making the purchase. But I just went ahead and did it anyways, because it was a good deal. The person that received the food, they got some nice chicken dinners, um, shrimp and steak dinners as well. So for your Blue Apron, you delivered it to someone else's house. Was it a gift? Yes. Yeah. I sent it to my niece and her boyfriend, and that's because we don't get Blue Apron delivered here in Hawaii. So I'm not able to utilize that service myself.
1: That's what I did also uh, when I was living in Germany. So obviously I can't get it delivered over there. So I would be, and it was during the pandemic. So it, it kind of worked out because I was sending Blue Apron and Hello Chef and Hel- with all those to like family back home. And they were like, oh, Miguel so thoughtful, you know, so we don't have to go to the grocery <laughs> store. But I was just, I was just racking up You wanted points. the points. Yeah.
4: That is a great idea. I've also done that. I've bought dog food for my friends. I don't have any dogs or any pets, but if there's a good deal, I get some points. They get some dog food. That's a win win situation.
1: You get points from the airline and you get points from your friend too. Yeah.
4: Yeah, there yeah. you go, doing <laughs> double beauty. <points>. <laughs> <laughs> Always remember if you sign up for the subscription to check your cancellation dates, set a calendar reminder if it's not something you want to continue. because normally these subscriptions, they give you a nice introductory offer, and then the price goes up with the offer after that. So just keep that in mind in case you don't want to keep it. And check the terms and conditions because some of them require you to keep it for a certain period of time in order to get the points.
3: I'm glad you mentioned that because I think this is my forgetful section of the show right now because I forgot to cancel the orders. That's why they got two meals for each of them on different dates.
2: Okay. Good job, guys, getting those points. So I got points back from Marriott. So if you remember last week, I stayed at a residence in near Sacramento. It was for my daughter's soccer tournament. It was 107 degrees. We were out during the day for the games. In the morning before I left the room, I called about housekeeping and asked for housekeeping. They said, okay. Then we came back at 2 p.m. Still, the room wasn't done. I called again for housekeeping. They said, okay. Then we come back at 5 p.m. We've been sweating all day. I'm sweating too as a parent sitting there, okay? (laughs) So we come back to the room. My room is still not done. And all we want after a full day of like sitting in 170 degree weather is a nice shower and fresh towels. And they couldn't do that. So I called the front desk. I asked to speak to a manager and the facilities manager actually came to my door with the head of housekeeping. They apologized, asked if I wanted my room done. I said, no, I'll just take the towels. Then I said to the manager, will you offer me something for service recovery? Can I get the points of I spent for tonight back into my account for the inconvenience. He said, Sure, no problem. So I spent 30,000 Marriott points on this night. And so they're going to give it back to me just because I asked. I'm sure a lot of people aren't thinking about asking when something like this happens to them. But I think it's important to remember when things go wrong, it doesn't hurt to just ask to see what they can give for you. I was specific about what I wanted. And so he had no problem just giving that back into my account. Just remember that when something like this happens in the future
1: that's awesome so that was really a free night
2: yeah no resort fees this residence inns don't charge resort fees anyway so yeah free night the points we will use for our next tournament we always stay at residence inns
3: i'm so glad you got that that's really great because if the air conditioning goes out or you don't have towels like That's something really important. That's what you pay for when you stay at a hotel. So always, always bring it up with the
2: manager. So when our AC went out,
4: um, they basically, they didn't give us the points back. They offered us a return trip to the hotel for four people for three nights. And thank God for the BA transfer bonus. So we are going back to Costa Rica for the wow. third time. <laughs> that's even better. We get to see the monkeys and the bugs, all of those things, all for free. <laughs> oh, I mean, great. I would take bugs all and for monkeys free. for free. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, Serena, that's a great way to advocate for yourself. And I think that needs to be the motto of our show here because we recently had an issue at a hotel that we stayed at as well. And poor was saying, you know, be just like Serena. We gotta advocate for ourselves to get this done. So good job.
2: I love Poet.
0: All right, thanks everyone. We get so much great feedback on this segment as everyone loves to hear what tips that we share. So feel free to drop us an email at let's get to the points at gmail.com if you've got any questions. Before we close, we get lots of questions via email, Instagram, and YouTube, and this is where we answer just a few of those. So look for the questions on your screen if you're watching on Spotify and YouTube. All right, guys, best short quick responses. Mark emailed us and asked, I have 250,000 Amex points. What kind of trip could I book for me and P2?
1: Miguel. I would definitely do A&A around the world. At 125,000 points each, I'm not sure the length that you can go, but it's probably something like 15 20,000 miles. Uh, but anyway, I would do A&A around the world. How about you, Nicole?
4: It's not enough to do two round trips in Q Suites, but maybe take economy flight from here to Doha, maybe even get to Cape Town, and then take Q Suites on the way back to the U.S. So at 40,000 points one way and 75,000 points the other way, you could get a whole trip to Cape Town, South Africa.
3: How about you, Kehalani? I'm going to go with what Miguel said. That's a really good deal. You're gonna get a lot of business class flights out of your points. Do a transfer bonus over to British Airways. Like right now there's a 30% bonus. Last year there was a 40% bonus then I would move points over to Iberia. And then you could go to Europe a couple times. How about you, Serena?
2: So I usually like to use my Amex points for flights, like the rest of my co-hosts suggested. But let me offer something a little bit different, like a cheap economy flight to the Caribbean with Avios points. Use the transfer bonus that Keholani mentioned. And then some. a lot of people don't do this, but you could if you wanted to amex transfers to hilton one to two and you could maybe book the all-inclusive in curacao with a water park i saw it i thought oh i want to go there and you can book that for maybe 50 to 80 hilton points per night and get an all-inclusive vacation how about you mitch
0: yeah i say miguel for the win i'm with him a and a um we recently booked this for ourselves two hundred and ten thousand miles round trip that's total for two people it's kind of the long way that we took. We went LA Haneda on down to Sydney on ANA, and it was only 210,000 miles and $431 in taxes. Yeah, that's a little high, but that's what you could use your points on. And then you could head on down to Sydney. So that's a good option that you might want to look at as well. Courtney said as a DM asking, what has been the best meal that you've had while traveling? Miguel.
1: yeah so definitely the best meal i was in uh in in morocco and i went to esawira in the coast and we just walked into this like carpet shop they were having a meal the the employees there, the owner and they invited us to sit down and share couscous with them and it was just awesome because it was like very authentic. They didn't try to sell us anything. It was just like sharing a meal and talking. So it's awesome. What about you, Nicole?
4: So my favorite meal was the avocado toast at the Park Hyatt in D.C. When I tell you I cleaned every bit of avocado off of that plate with the bread, it was so delicious. They even have a dedicated avocado toast station. How about you, Kehalani?
3: The best thing I've had while traveling was this massive shrimp at the fish market in Japan. How about you, Serena? Oh,
2: this is so hard. I'm going to turn this question into, well, my favorite is always free. So I'm going to turn this into my favorite free breakfast. And that would be at the Waldorf Astoria Maldives because I loved the variety. I love the different international cuisines. I love the Asian comfort food. And I love like the smoothies that I could sneak off with and you, Mitch.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna kind of twist the question just a little bit myself. I'm gonna go with best airplane meal I've ever had. It was Cathay Pacific first class, and I had a steak, and it was great because I noticed that when they get catered, the food is always like par cooked when it comes in, and I noticed the flight attendant was kind of standing back watching to see if she had cooked the steak perfectly, and she had because when we cut into it, it was like the perfect red pink inside. So, I would say that would probably be my favorite meal just because she cared so much. All right, final question. Timothy commented on our Instagram story and he asked, Tipping. How do you feel about it, Miguel? Well, I
1: feel if it's a different country, I always kind of Google it, like what is kind of the standard here? Because we're not all the same. I loved in Japan that I didn't have to tip. I kind of felt guilty, but it was nice not having to worry about calculating anything. What about you, Nicole? So,
4: I learned an SAT word today. It's called abhorred, which means I hate it. I hate tipping. I moved from a country who never tipped to this country that's always tipped. And my friend told me flat out, if you can't afford to tip, you can't afford to go out. And I was like, well, well then. So I would prefer not to tip. I would prefer it all be included in the price. How about you, Kehalani?
3: Right. I hear you, Nicole. If only the restaurants paid their workers enough so we don't need to tip them or whatever kind of industry they're in here in the U.S. But I think not tipping is so much more relaxing and the service is like even better. It just keeps things a lot more simple. How about you, Serena?
2: I also abhor tipping. That's why going to Japan was just so fun because we never had to worry about it. I am sick and tired of my dad and my parents always asking me at the end of every activity, everywhere we go, how much do we tip? Or my husband asked me, How much do we tip? I'm just tired of it. So it's just so refreshing when we go to a country where it's not what they do. Places like the Dominican Republic, where I was just at, they never asked for tips either. And it just made me want to tip them more. Versus here in America, whenever we're doing an activity, they're constantly asking for a tip. And I have friends in the service industry who are very passionate about tipping, so I understand where they're coming from. But it's just so refreshing to be able to travel and not have to worry about it in certain countries. How about you, Mitch? Yeah, I agree with you completely, Serena. But the one thing that
0: I would add is, yeah, you know, not having a tip is great but I have no problem tipping if the service is really good to excellent. I have no problem for that. If you care, you're genuine, you're engaging, absolutely, I'm happy to tip. But if you're giving subpar service, it's like you can't even be bothered to be there. Yeah, I have no desire to tip as well. So yeah, I agree. All right, keep those Instagram questions coming. We love them and we love answering them here on our show. So much fun. That's it for now. I wanna thank all of our hosts. Serena from Passion for Points. Bye. Kay Halati from Points to Travel Expert. Aloha. Miguel from Travel Sergeant. Peace. Nicole from Nicole's Travel Tips.
4: Bye. See you guys next week.
0: And I'm Mitch Shadam from Seat to a Suite. Remember to like and subscribe to this audio and video podcast wherever you find us on social media. Thanks for watching and listening. Watch for our next episode soon.